Welcome to the PM Power Podcast, where Darren Hunter from Inspired Growth Training interviews some of the world's best property management experts to give you real solutions to the biggest issues property managers struggle with everywhere. For 25 ways to control office interruptions so you can slam through more tasks faster, go to pmpowerkeys.com. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. Before we get into our podcast, just want to do a quick shout out for Inspection Manager. What an amazing inspection app platform that they have. And they're really excited at the moment with their tenant assisted routine inspections, where your tenants in the convenience of their own time frame and in the convenience of their rental property, they can be getting you through the app inspections, um, their own inspection or their own photos that they've done. Now this is going to help you, particularly if you're in lockdown, but what we've also found as businesses have come out of lockdown, um, they've found that perhaps they can do maybe one or even two of these inspections a year, aside from scheduling their normal routine inspections. The next step, really go and have a demo, have a look for yourself and make a decision where this could actually work for you too. So go to inspectionmanager.com, request a demo and check it out. Hi everybody, Darren Hunter here from the PM Power podcast show just made for property managers, of course, by property managers. We have with us today, a wonderful guest, Ashley Goodchild, from who's the principal of Soco Realty based in Perth. And you're quite the influencer at the moment. Ashley, welcome. Thanks, Darren. Oh, cool. And we are going to be tackling today. I mean, we talked a little while ago, Ashley, about what topic did you want to do? And you really, you know, you came up with um, a situation that you've come across, you know, with a, a property manager in the past, not mentioning any names, but... Um, of someone that was working some really ridiculous hours and you've got something to say on that. So that's what we're going to spend on this podcast today. There's so many property managers out there working stupid hours and in the end we'll just burn them out. And of course it contributes to the, to the burnout rate and the resignation and the turnover to our industry. So it's a really important topic today, but Ashley, tell me how did, again, tell me about the situation. Yeah, so we had this staff member ages ago and she was working like till 7, 7.30 and she at night and everyone else was looking at her saying, you know, how good she is. She's working so hard. She's working these long hours and we're looking at it as a positive. And I was looking at it as a negative because I knew that she didn't have a lot of properties to manage. I knew it was reasonable. So I was actually thinking to myself, well, actually, you're not doing a very good job because you are working till that to that um to that time so i was very much wanting to really dissect her position and work out where is she wasting all her time because there's no way that she needed to um to be doing those hours so that's where it sort of it's all came from and i do feel that it's very much i, th I think um bosses and managers really should keep an eye on their staff when it comes yeah. to not be ignorant um if yeah. they see like of course there's going to be times where people do need to stay back a little bit and that's cool but not as a regular um, and if they're doing it as a regular either number one you look at yourself as the manager to say well have I given them a reasonable portfolio to manage um, and yes I had and number two um, what is going wrong with her job and why is she working till 7 yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I'd like to add you know I, I had a situation when I was managing 28 property managers spread over 18 regional offices around about 15 years ago but I one particular 
situation I remember was in the Alice Springs office I was managing at the time and I had a, a proper, my, my worst, most negligent property manager ever. I mean, this person has broken all records. I haven't seen worse since. And um, she had a, a desk that looked like an archaeological dig. I mean, we're talking this deep in files and paper and crap. And, and I looked at that and I said, how the hell can you do an effective job when your environment looks like that? And she looked at me, she said, Darren, I am here from seven o'clock in the morning to seven o'clock at night. I'm here 12 hours a day. But all she did was tell me how, how many hours she's spending in the building. It doesn't actually mean she's productive. And that's where a lot of property managers think working hard doesn't mean you're actually working hard doing the right things. And yeah, so uh, yeah, is that um, funny? Is that funny word? Like, I hate using busy, and I would rather use the word productive. And just because your bum is sitting in the seat in the office does not mean that you're working. And and you know, kudos to the people that can do their job in twenty hours a week and not forty hours a week because they've just you they're, know they're, that's working smart. I mean, if you can do, do your a full time job in twenty hours a week, great. Um, that that's great. a good thing, not a bad thing. Absolutely, absolutely. So I found that it was very much a mindset with, with this lady. So the first thing that I found with her was that she was taking so long to do sign-ups and she was taking about an hour and a half to do them. And it was just way too long. And the mindset she had and the mindset that I still have, some property managers have, is that if I spend time with a tenant and do the sign-up according to them properly, and I go through word for word the lease agreement, then I am less likely to have problems during that tenancy because I've spent lots of time making sure they understand everything. The truth is, is that a tenant comes in to pick up their keys. They, they're not even listening to each word of that lease agreement. It's just going over their head. They're just waiting for those keys. That's all they want. And similar to, you know, mortgage documents, you know, we always say, well, the bank don't sit down with me and make sure I read the fine print of it. But there's ways around managing a new tenant going in. So the, in a, in a faster sort of environment. So the way that I saw it was that she had, just because she spent that time doing the signups um, for an hour and a half with each tenant, definitely didn't correlate to less problems during her tenancy. So to me, that wasn't even a good enough excuse. And I still stand by that. So I've got, um, at the moment, and I'll use an example with my current team, I have got a property manager who still likes to do long signups. She's probably at about 45 minutes, which still, you know, I find too long. But, and she used the same mindset with me. She still does. Um, but I have my portfolio and also some other staff portfolios where they have um, quicker systems. They might only need 10 or 15 minutes with that tenant when they come to pick up the keys. And there is absolutely no um, difference in tenancy issues because one person's done a longer sign-up versus the other. So if, if anything, I think they've actually probably got less problems with the shorter sign-ups. So the things that I found, and, and that, that is just a mindset. And I actually have that what you're actually saying here will challenge people a lot of property managers to their core because um it's it's always been in people's you know mindset my mindset that you've got to spend quality time with that tenant eyeballing them because whatever you eyeball them with and explain to them face to face they will then understand and to hell with everything else um and so um you know what are some of the ways you know that, that you know for example if a tenant breaks lease 
being aware of what the penalty will be and finding out proactively at the sign-up instead of later on after they're actually breaking lease and getting upset because now they've got to pay rent and there's there's penalties involved or um, you know uh, other important things about reporting repairs and maintenance and things like that it, to keep it in the, in this really shorter sign up what are some of the ways that we could that the tenant can we can overcome proactively and educate the tenant on those things that yeah. we normally would do in tenancy sign up yeah, I, th I think really simple, you know, an application's accepted um, and we would then send them their congratulations email. They get their lease agreement through DocuSign. Um, what we have done is we've created a little video, which is us with that tenant doing exactly what we would during a sign-up, but it's a video. And it's actually going through, that's going page by page through the lease agreement. It's going so, through stuff that you would normally parrot. Yes. Anyway, yes. because I remember, you, I remember back in the day me doing up to three, maybe even four of these in a day. And they're so exhausting, you know, after one after another, one after another, you know, and I make sure the tenant was there on time. I really drilled them on that. Um, but you're I repeating think, the same stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and for people to create this video, it's not hard to do. All you need is something like a loom or a screen customatic, a screen recording program. You just need to create a basic PowerPoint or, you know, something that's slide by slide explaining all the major things voicing it up um just just editing it top and at front end and back end and just yeah. loading it to youtube um it's a very very simple thing a lot of people don't even want to put their face on video you don't have to you just yeah. need to be able to people need to see what you're talking about like a, a powerpoint um display um and hear you talking it's it's a really easy thing to do that's it. And, and they can listen to you as they're going through the DocuSign so that they feel like they're in that same um, environment. I mean, you're always going to get tenants that read the T's and C's of everything. So you're going to get those tenants that love that and want to read through word for word. And that's great. But then you've also got tenants who have been renting for 10 years and have signed, you know, 10 lease agreements and they're all the same except for the special yeah, conditions. They don't want to sit and listen to you for an hour. How so do we make sure, though, that tenant will actually... I think the video is a great idea, all right? And we can put all the things that we would normally say in every induction into that video, leaving only the things that are tailored for that tenancy when, when, when we're signing, which really does reduce the time significantly. So yeah. in that case, how do we make sure that the, the tenant will actually watch that video and not skip it and just go straight to the site? How would we, what are some of the ways we can make sure they watch that video? Well, I, well, I don't know if there's any way that you can make the tenant watch the video. So I don't think that's an option, but what you can do is then the, you've got the DocuSign, the, um, so the DocuSign is the lease agreement. They have, um, you know, watched the video hopefully. And then they come in to collect the keys. Now, when they're coming to collect the keys, having a checklist, which is, might be just a 10 point checklist that you quickly go through with them. So it's going through, you know, maybe it is, did you watch the video? Um, just going through again, rent, what happens if you don't pay your rent? Maintenance, this is how I need you to log the maintenance. Break leases, this is what happens um, if there was a break lease. And, you know, whatever other details you want to have on your um, on your checklist, but I would try and keep that to maybe 10, maybe maximum 15. Um, maybe it goes through special conditions and um, ways to contact your property manager. Just some real simple stuff. For me, they're the main things in property management is rent, maintenance, break lease, 
you know, you, there is no way that you can talk about every single situation that arises. Yeah, so if yeah. you can just clarify through those items, there's a checklist, they come in to collect keys, checklist, quickly go through that within 10 minutes, you understand the process for all of that. Yes, sign here, see you later. Now, something I, I discovered, Ashley, um, in my property manager days is, um, yeah, there is a problem around getting tenants to pay attention to something like, you know, in writing before they sign up. But what I found, though, is at the point of tenancy confirmation, that's a point where you call them up and say, hey, congratulations, you've been approved. In that moment, they're in a very exciting place because the rental property represents their next chapter in life. They're really excited about their new chapter. They're happy to close the old chapter. And in that excitement, which lasts for one or two days, if you feed them information at that point, they're absolutely likely to, to read on it. And, and so that's why we, we have like the tenant handbook. You can attach a tenant handbook as a PDF to that email confirming everything before they sign up. Um, and even having your link, please make sure you watch this video and you call them up on the phone. Hey, we send you out an email confirmation. Please read the tenant handbook um, that's on there. Also, there's a video that's there. We'll be asking you some questions just to check that you watch this video. But at that point of tenancy confirmation, you've got a far greater chance of them absorbing and exposing themselves to your required information than at any other point of the tenancy, including sign up and including what happens after sign up. So just a tip for everybody, but also just go to, um, um, goodness me, goodness me, I've forgotten the link doesn't matter <laughs> where to find the tenant handbook look just go to um inspiredgrowthtraining.com just go to uh, pm power drop down our tenant handbook is there which you can download saves you around about 30 hours of writing you just download the base text amend it to your legislation add your brand add your photos um add, add your office practices and make it yours so let's move on with this um i think that was a really good talk around sign ups that can really be um, challenging the mindset of why we have to do a long sign up. Um, and I think that we just change some of the ways that we do, we can still get the same solution of minimal to no problems, but cut down that time substantially. Wow. I mean, you've probably saved um, property managers already with this, Ashley, what, three hours in a week already? Yeah, I've put down two or three hours a week yeah, easy yeah, by, so, by doing that for sure. And, and I think like with staff and property managers, like every property manager will have something in their job role that they do that takes longer than what they should. So for this property manager, it was her sign-up process. So that was the issue there. But then for other property managers, it could be that they're taking ages with their routine inspections or their finals and things like that. Let's so, talk about routines. So let's yeah. get into routines. What are some of the mindsets and issues that can really dramatically blow out our time so we can find some time saving there? Drives me up the wall. Um, one of the mindsets that I hear is that it's quicker to type up the inspection at the office on the computer. <laughs> Does my head in. Does my head in. <laughs> Um, how much the thing is the thing is, is uh, like, when you're out the road, how much work 
is banking up for you, waiting for you when you get back to the office and you want to add to it. And then you've got the distractions in between, you know, like if you do it. So so we, um, I, I, will, I will be honest, I'm still struggling with this a little bit with my staff. They know my rules. They know what I like them to do and they do slip it under the, the radar a little bit and I catch them out every now and then. The, the thing is that we've got apps for a reason. We've got apps where you can dictaphone and talk into it so easy um and i always and people then the mindset is that oh but it doesn't understand it picks up the wrong words and i've been caught out with some very embarrassing stuff by not reading the words but you talk into your phone and you dictaphone the inspection and you're looking at it as you're dictaphoning it in so it's not like like looking somewhere else so you're doing that in each room so that squashes that mindset but I, so property managers say to me all the time, oh, but you can't do that when there's a tenant at home. And I, I get that it's a little bit uncomfortable to do it when a tenant's home. So for the routine inspections, you know, that's when you might type it into your, um, into your program. And then, but so that if the tenant's not home, stick your phone in super quick and it's done. If the tenant is home, sit in the car and quickly dig your phone into the phone in your car. The job's done. Um, a routine inspection, you know, it should only, re- like, this is very average, but, you know, you, you can't, I can't see it taking any more than 15 to 30 minutes, depending on the size of the property. But 15 to 30 minutes as a guideline is really where I would be sitting with that. Of course, there's going to be times tenants home wants to have a coffee and, you know, um, wants to have a well, chat. You, well, you're, yeah. And, well, you know, you might allow for that every now and then, but that should absolutely yeah, not I, be I, a regular. I agree. I think for me, I was a full-time property inspector once. So I did all in going, outgoing and routine inspections full-time for 500 properties. And I always had a rule. Now, back then we had triplicate routine inspection pads and all of that, but I always made sure that when I hopped in the car, that all my paperwork was done before I switched that ignition, everything was done. So I had nothing to do when I had to get back into the office. And, and for us, you know, you need to be dedicated, I think now with apps. And I'll be honest, I've never worked in an office with an app for a routine. So, you know, because I've, I've been in a trainer and consultant since then, but now I think there's, there's really no excuse for us to not be able to finish that routine on. And, you know, can I say even emailing the darn thing off to the owner right there and then um, and get the whole thing done? You know, because we've now got a whole property management software system with us. I never had that. You know, I wish I never had that. The, the software system was back at the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're very it's totally portable, isn't it? But then, but but isn't it interesting though that like we've got all this fantastic technology and all these apps, yet property managers seem to be more stressed now than they did. 10 years ago, when really the the apps and the programs are there to assist us not to complicate things. Yeah. Yeah, so why, why, why are we not in an industry where the number of properties we manage is increasing because of these apps? It's not. I find that, I, that dumbfounds me. I, I, and I think, you know, we will address that coming up about, you know, dedicating ourselves to learning these apps to get as efficient as we can, because it's not about being busy, everybody. It's about being productive and efficient within the time that you have, you know, time management, people think, you know, time management is such a mystery. It's not, you see, firstly, we can't manage time. All right. The clock ticks with or without us. Okay. Whether we we can be inefficient or efficient, it's all about managing our tasks 
as efficiently as we can, as effectively as we can within the time frame that we have. So it's all about, you're talking about a person doing 10, 11 hour days um, and burning themselves out. But yet, if we just get a lot more efficient, we can actually then turn that into an eight and a seven hour day. If we can also change some of these tough mindsets. Now, just as a quick FYI for everybody, um, and we're not talking about this today, but I've got 25 ways to reduce and eliminate office interruptions. Um, and if you want to go to inspiregrowthtraining.com, just go to the homepage, scroll down. We've got about six different um, uh, you know, uh, download PDF guides that you can subscribe to. One of those is 25 ways to stop and to stop in office interruption. So make sure you get that. But you know, let, let's just keep on moving on. And actually, well, could, more, could also, yeah, I want to add something on yeah, this. Yeah, sorry. You go. Oh, okay. So I was just going to say, you know, a lot of people talk about the ideal week. And while I'm not st structured with the ideal week about, you know, nine to 11, you do this and 11 to one, you do that. Um, I would encourage everyone to have a look at whatever they manage as a portfolio. And I'll just, for example, just use, um, let's say 120 properties. So we're talking about roughly 10 inspections per week, if you have managed that portfolio. So look at 10 properties per week and say to yourself, 10 properties per week should only take me roughly five hours in routine inspections per, per week. And really challenge yourself to go, like however many inspections you do, but challenge yourself to go, okay, I need to make sure that my routine inspections I do between, you know, this time and this time, like between nine and one or nine to two, that's, that's, that's dedicated. I shouldn't be spending more than five hours a week on routine inspections this week. And make sure that you are within those times, same with signups, make sure that you are only spending one hour or two hours or whatever it is a week in total for your signups, because then you can really gauge um, your time. And if you can break everything up like that to create your the ideal hours in your week, you're really going to um, manage each department a bit, bit cleaner. And I think bosses should do that as well with their yeah, stuff. Yeah. Something I did once, we had a property manager that... Um, was struggling in, in, a, in, a, in a portfolio that I was with at the time, we um, did a time and motion study and she agreed fully on board for a whole two weeks, we would write down everything she does in every 15 minute of the day. So every 15 minutes, what she did, 15 minutes, you know, was it routine inspections? Was it signups? Was it repairs? Was it rent arrears? And, and after the two weeks, I put it all together. We did actually find the problem. Now, before I get into that, if I just said to property managers in the room, if I was your boss and I said to you, all right, I'm going to ask you to go and sit in a chair for two and a half hours every day, every day, week in, week out, and you're allowed to make and take some phone calls and you're working full time in a portfolio, would you have a problem with that? And hey, look, you're getting some great time out. You know, you can listen to some music if you want to or whatever. But at the end of the week, you'll be coming and you say, I cannot do my job. And because you're restricting me, but yet we come across property managers. And this is what we found with this particular property manager. She was spending 25% sitting on a chair in a car. And and, and that no wonder why she was stressed. And so we had location issues, properties spread out too far. And so I came across a property manager last night, went out to dinner. She just resigned and she exactly had the same problem is that there was hours and hours and hours and hours and hours spent each week sitting in a car. And they were signing up properties with no location strategy in mind. 
And so when I'm working with offers, there's about eight different things that we got to look at before we say yes to a property. And one of those is how far is the property from the office? And, and so we're not then going to be working part-time sitting on a chair and then part-time managing a portfolio in a full-time workload situation. So, you know, we've really, really got to be careful around that. And the, and the location is relevant for those routine inspections. So, because that's when it's going to affect you more with the managing of it. Um, so that's why look at how many properties you manage, work out roughly half an hour per property for routine inspections, including, I would be including travel in that, to be honest, because they should all be within a proximity and make sure that you are only spending that many hours. And if you're not spending that many hours, you're right, it will be a location issue. So how can you resolve that location issue? Maybe it's you do them on certain days maybe someone else manages those ones and you group them together there's lots of different options maybe you pass them on back to the owner but um that is why working out the number of hours for routine inspections is important that will actually sort out that location issue mm -hmm. all right well let, let's move on to the next topic you've outlined the next one is uh, on final inspections or move out inspections or bond inspections or security deposit inspections or depend on what where, where in the world you're from but um Actually, what are some what are some ways we can save time there? Well, Darren, I have a I have tenants, property managers, sorry, that like to go out sometimes and do things together. And granted, my staff don't have a time issue, so they're like I don't mind as much because they're not overworked or anything. But I do have an issue with people going out together to do retail, um, to do final bond inspections and PCRs. And their mindset is we can get it done quicker if we both go out and do it. And they could probably get the report done quicker, but then they sit and have a chat in the car for half an hour. Can I just say that, look, I get it. And every now and then I've seen, and, and I personally haven't come across this as a big problem, but particularly though, if we've got a massive house, you know, a massive executive, five-bedroom residence, four bathrooms, blah, 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 blah. Okay, taking two out there will cut it down for sure. Or we've got a safety concern um, with a tenant that's very difficult, perhaps conflict issues, whatever. I get it. I understand. But aside from that, ladies going out together, it's like ladies going, going to, to the, the toilet. Going to the toilet together. I mean, come on. Let's be serious, everybody. Let's not understand your time is finite um you, you you've just got to be really careful because at the end of the day you will you will hurt yourself and end up working these long after hours and that will cause burnout because you weren't managing your day-to-day -day because chit chat got in the way yes. chit chat's a big danger especially in an open plan environment in an office with ladies yes yes <laughs> Correct, correct. Am I, being, um, am I being sexist there or is this a real thing, Ashley? Because you're discussing about on your... Hi. Hi, everyone. Michael from Teams by Design. We've just recently launched our after-hour phone service. What that means for you is we can now answer your phone calls from 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and all day Saturday and Sunday. We can help you with inquiries such as property inquiry, leasing inquiry, maintenance support and new business inquiries. So please make sure you head to teamsbydesign.com, leave your information, we'll arrange a Zoom and catch up and show you how we can help you through this. Yeah, and let's talk about, you've got your podcast, the PM Collective, you're talking about male property managers as opposed to female property managers and which is better. And that's another discussion for another day. But this is a real issue, isn't it? With ladies. <laughs> 
for chit-chat. They ch- and, and you know what? Chit-chatting is not a problem if you get the job done and everyone right. can get the job done. My right. staff chit-chat all day and that they are not stressed. They get the job done. They love working with each other. They have a great time. It's a very stress-free office. I have no problems. But the minute there is people overworking, um, being stressed out, I would absolutely have boundaries in place for that. Um, and, and there's things that you can do where it might be like a 15-minute powwow coffee in the morning, get your chit-chat out of the way then, or go get a coffee together, you know, and talk about what happened last night, then come back in, get back to work. There's ways that you can combat that. I agree. But, I think chit-chat's really important. I mean, some of the yep. crap that we deal with, we got to su- support one another, but never allow chit-chat to get in the way and if you're you're working stupid hours long hours that is your sign that something's getting in the way correct um okay so pcr so a few little things that i um well, apart PCR from the PCR is an ingoing inspection oh, sorry yeah right. pcr is very much a wa thing uh, ingoing so, inspection property condition report moving inspection far away Okay, ingoing report. So there's, so I find for me and my staff in the past, it's always been, you know, we want to go out together and it can take a little bit of time. Um, our staff do them in-house. So I found that, and, and I hate the staff going out together because I don't feel they save the time. But the ways that I would do it, if you had a large house, for example, when you go out and do those viewings, how about when you're there 15 minutes early, you're waiting for people, you're just standing around waiting for a viewing and for people to turn up. So how about you start your property condition report or your ingrowing report at each viewing and do a little bit beforehand, maybe do a little bit after it, spread it out. So for me, I that's how I would manage a larger property. That's how I would manage my time effectively because I would rather a property manager, instead of standing on social media for 15 minutes waiting for the tenant to rock up who's running late, start your ingoing report. Correct, correct. That's me, I was actually processing applications. Yeah. And, and back then I had my tick and flick form and my make my notes about the qualification of the tenant because I kept all of that. But, yeah, you, instead of hanging around, you've got to get to work. And particularly in WA, I have to mention, you guys are the most anal retentive legislative state in the world, not just Australia, it's in the world. I show your management agreements to people in the United States like a freak show because the amount of work that every every fee has to be initialed off, all of that, but your ingoing inspections also are the most heavily legislated, um, your, your PCRs, your property condition reports, to where you guys are forced to spend so much time on your ingoing inspection more than anywhere on the planet. Yeah, I know it's normal for you, but it's abnormal to everyone else. And um, and but that is your legislation. That is the standard that you guys have to. So you guys to find and find as much extra efficiency as you can is a smart thing. Yeah, and and just being really aware of time of standing around time and using that effectively. And then this this all ties back to if you are doing uh, two two signups per week hypothetically, then you know that you roughly have two ingoing reports to do each week as well. So then again, have a look at how much time you're spending on your ingoing reports now. This is going to really differ between properties, but let's just hypothetically say between one hour and two hours per ingoing report, depending on the property on average, it's going to be variances all the time, then really you shouldn't be spending any more than two to four hours, let's call it four hours, on ingoing reports each week. So again, when you've got your ingoing reports to do, make sure that you're not spending any more time than that. And if you are, there's a reason for it. Now, that reason could be that you're not using an app correctly. Maybe you're not using voice recognition 
Um, oh, I'm just trying to think what else it could be. Maybe just being slow, but there is, or, or taking interruptions at the property, but being mindful of that and the hours you spend on your in reports again. And then what we're doing now is we're starting to build up and we're looking at a 40 hour week and we're saying to ourselves, okay, two hours roughly is for signups, four hours is for ingoing reports, five hours is for return inspections. And you'll start, you start, um, you're starting to fill in that 40 hours and then going, okay, well, what else is, does my job entail? Maintenance, you know what I mean? Like, and that's, for me, so important. And by the end of it, you're going to work out why you were working 50 hours of work a week or why you were managing with 30 or 40 hours. Yeah. And I'd like to just throw in, um, uh, you know, one, and this is probably going to save anywhere up to probably 90 minutes a day for a lot of property managers out there is planning your tasks before you get started. So um, it's, it's writing a list. It's writing your to-do list out first thing in the morning or last thing before you go home for the next day. But for each minute that you spend in planning, you're saving 10 minutes of execution because if you're simply launching into your day, straight into your tasks without a plan, you're doing it inefficiently. You've got to start with the most effective, the most urgent um, tasks first, the big rocks. You've got to get the big the big deal ones out of the way first before you go to the lesser and lesser and lesser. And you've got to plan that out. You've got to put that down. What's the most important, the most urgent things I to get done a day. And the, how we work that out and prioritize that out is that what are the consequences? If I don't do this task now or later or tomorrow or today, what's the consequence? If there's no consequence, it doesn't need to be on your list. And so um, just writing that out for me, um, you know, this is my to-do list. Um, already written out. I've got my must-do uh, calls, my must-do emails, um, urgent, most important, um, and less urgent there. And that's always there in front of me uh, because every phone call I take, every ding-dong I get on my phone, um, you know, every everything is there to take me off track. It's like a, a boat subject to the wind, subject to the tides. But when you go back on what do I got to do next, you're, um, you're setting your GPS back on course because that it, me doing this represents my most productive day, getting the most important things off my list. Um, and so, you know, that time planning. But last well, thing... Well, oh, oh, sorry, Darren, and, and I promise this was not staged, but I've got my to-do list right next to me. But, that, but we are efficient property yeah. managers, right? Well, I'm, I'm a trainer now, but um, this is stuff that, that I've done ever since four weeks of being mm -hmm. a property manager in 1989 with my manager came in and saw me with my head in my hands on my desk saying, Darren, what's what's up? And I said, I'm completely overwhelmed. I, I, I can't keep up. And he says, well, where's your list? And I said, where's my what? He says, where's your list? You've got to write everything down. And ever since then, I had a notebook. Everything goes, the number, everything goes into the notebook. Everything I've got to remember, everything that needs to be done, I remember nothing. And then gets written down. So it's probably anywhere between three to 500 things open at any time in my notebook. And then only what I need to do for today goes on my to-do list. So um, and, that's and my, Yeah, and my to-do list, for example, has got my important work stuff to do plus my personal stuff and, and also includes things I've got to get to the shops. But what it does is by everything I put down on my list that I need to do today and I do my list the night before um, and I cross off during the day, then my head's really, really clear because I don't have, I'm not thinking of all this stuff. I'm, it's on my list. You're, and you're, you're not come across as a stressed person anyway. No, 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 no. I'm far from stressed. <laughs> you're doing all right. Let's just, let's now touch on the last thing before we finish. Yeah. Let's talk about software. You wanted to talk about yeah. programs and tell us about that. Yeah. So I, 
I I reckon probably, I did some training on this years and years ago. The average property manager would have roughly about 17 apps. Now, people, 17 programs, people that think straight away, no, I don't have that. I challenge you to go check and I bet you do because we don't think of it, you know, all these little things that we open. Um, So I was on a real mission to do an app audit. And so I do this every sort of 12 to 18 months. And I look at every single program that a property manager needs to run the day. Now, I mean, I'm not going to mention them, but we do have the emails. That's, you know, the inbox is is one program that's going to be open. Then you've got your software and all your bits and pieces. So really trying to limit that to around five to seven programs, I think is ample. And making sure that those programs you're using, you're using to an 80% at least capacity because I think that there are too many people out in in the property management industry that are using them only 30 to 40% and have a lot more. And I think that we can actually do without a lot of them because, again, like we said before, if we are now in an industry where we have got all these programs that are all meant to be making our life easier, yet the number of properties we manage has not increased significantly since having them. I find that's a real problem. And so they are there to make our job easier, less stressful and quicker. And they need to be doing that. And if they're not, then you need to be rethinking. And it's always daunting to change software. But for the long run, I think it's really important. So I think people need to do that on a regular basis. I think people need to invest in their productivity with your learning one or two hours a week where you go onto YouTube or you go wherever that software provider has provided you training videos that you can look at all of the things that you're not doing and, um, and oh, but I haven't got time for that. But what's happening is that you're spending six hours doing something that could take four. You've got to spend that hour to work out how to drop that too. So it's a bit of time for a massive time investment and a time return. Um, I, I'm the same, you know, with, with learning stuff, but, you know, also with my training as well, I'm always putting myself through training, learning new things, because I know it's going to give me a much better time return. It's going to give me a much better money return, a skill return for the future. So the future is getting done better than what it's getting done today. And, you know, but we just got to get to a point that if we're working too many stupid hours, what are we doing wrong? And yet there are some times we've got bosses that overload us. They've got stupid fees. So it discounted, there's no profit. They'll have to, well, you need to then make a choice whether you're actually working for the right boss, right? Um, If that's the case. But other than that, you need to look at, do that time and motion study, examine every 15 minutes and then group and see where your time is actually being spent and then work out, all right, well, if my time's blown out with routine inspections or signups, how can we change that? And yeah, and I think that's really great. And that's what I encourage property managers to actually do is do this exercise yourself for, for you. And when you actually look at something and, and I and I won't obviously mention app names and stuff like that, but let's just say that you're looking at tenant applications and you're realizing that that's taking up a lot of your time, then say to your boss, listen, I'm concerned that I'm not being very productive in the business with route inspections or tenant application processing, because I feel that it should only take this many hours and I'm spending this many doing it. Um, I, you know, these are ways I think we can save time and to help you as a business owner be productive and make money as well. So I just think what a great conversation for a property manager to have with their boss to say, I'm concerned that my um, routine inspections are not um, uh, not making money for you because I'm spending too much time because of this and this and this. 
and then get those apps, get those programs or um, get those processes in place to save time so that it's profitable for the, for the business. Yeah, well done. Actually, let's wrap this up. You're a very generous lady. Um, really appreciate you lots. What, tell us about your podcast and how people can get in contact with you. Yes, yeah, so PM Collective podcast is for property managers and it's very much just the raw, honest conversations. As you can see, I like to talk lots. So we talk with no filter um, just about, you know, property management stuff. So you need to be a property manager to enjoy it. Darren, I think if you're not, then you won't enjoy it. That's what this show is all about. We're only focused yeah. on the big problems. And yeah. you've got a different property manager flavor. I think it also brings out your creativity and who you are and, you know, all those, you know, the, the, those wonderful things that you put into your show. Well, yeah, and, and like two, I was just going to say two subjects, two topics that I've got um, coming up just to give people an idea of what the what the topics are is um, working from home. I have a real struggle with allowing staff to work from home. So it's, but I'm talking to a property um, a, a property. Um, property management office where they promote working from home so she's really helping me understand the process so that's a really good discussion and the other one is working with children so you know predominantly sort of obviously mums that have to manage babies and working in property management yeah and so just talking about that stuff for you know people that are maybe in the same situation that just need that little bit of extra um normality so yes, that's what the topics are. this is this is the real world and um yeah the predominantly property managers are ladies um and have babies and kids and managing the household and the kids and doing a full-time job as well it's quite a challenge you know We've got a lot of super women out there so well done ashley um thank you so much you know you are a breath of fresh air we really appreciate you um, and again, just check out uh, Ashley's podcast, The PM Collective, um, on Spotify, on iTunes. Um, and uh, also, how do the end? Um, what's your hashtag for Instagram? Uh, Perth Property Manager. So I think that's Perth Property Manager. Check out Ashley's quite the influencer. Of course, if you're in the United States, New Zealand, make sure you subscribe. Of course, in Australia, make sure you subscribe to Ashley's podcast show. Also, check her out on Instagram. If you want to know how she's a real influencer, go and check it out. But yeah, Ashley, you are a gift to the property management industry, and thank you so much. Oh, they're kind words. Thanks, Darren.